0: Hi,
1: what's up? I'm Jordan, Uh, I play Leo the Scoundrel. It's good to be here.
0: Hey, my name is Eli, I play Clara the Mechanic. What's up? It's good to be here.
2: Hi, I'm Jory, I'm playing Shayna the Pilot and it's good to be here. Hi, I'm Jillian, I play November the Stitch and it is good to be here.
3: I'm Jesse, I'm a scummy villain, and it's good to be here. Welcome to Many Realms. Diagnostic room of the precursor settlement on Haven, the green wall panel glows with a sickly malevolence as the voice of Nera addresses all of you. Human trespassers, corruptors of our civilization, and polluters of Procyon Sector, your time here is at an end. Prepare to die. Leo, you feel your shoulders shift. Looking over, you can see that November has reached for your hand, worrying your knuckle with their thumb. But you can't feel it. Your entire arm feels completely numb, like a dead weight tacked onto the side of your body. From the wall panel, a slot opens and two tangerine sized drones emerge, their inner mechanisms revving louder and louder to a high and frantic pitch. The four of you plus Andaris plus Oksana are standing in this diagnostic room. The precursor being known as Nira, has seemed to taken over communication from Fox and has deployed these strange little flying drones that have burst into the room. What's going on? What are you doing?
1: Look, there's shit going down. I'm ready for shit going down. Uh, I'm gonna shoot. Look, I'm gonna give the people what they want. They know what I'm about. They've known what I'm about for a long time and that is Three motherfucking scrap, baby. So I'm gonna use that three scrap. Do I still have three scrap if I have my my og like inactive?
3: Uh, yeah. I think we would treat that as a level two harm. Um, so it would reduce your die, except that you have your scoundrel ability. I think.
1: Oh right, it treats it as level one.
3: So in that case, you'd still have three scrap.
1: <laughs> yeah, baby. Um, and he says like three of these drones. Two little, two little tangerine-sized
3: drones buzzing out into the room. They're like, rrr, rrr, rrr. they sound like they're charging out. Ooh, oh,
1: Tangerine-sized. That's, uh, that's like shooting uh, womp rats in the thing. The thing that Star Wars says.
3: This is your last chance. If you have any sort of bargain bin space jokes, if anyone has wanted to talk about how no one can hear you
1: scream, now's the chance.
0: No one can hear you scream in space. Okay, I'm good.
1: I'm going to take four dice because I'm going to use our one time per session thing off the top of the session to keep it spicy the aim assist thing. Leo, in feeling that his arm is, you know, he knows this feeling, he's had it before, he knows that that shit's not good, he knows that this is, we're dealing with some like old tech, dangerous tech, and they're small targets. He's taking the assist, whipping out the pistols, and he's trying to shoot these small targets with the like new tech we have, the aim assist weapons. Okay. I got two fives. Two fives? And a three and a two.
3: All right, Leo, you draw your pistols. Uh, I'd say probably focusing on shooting with your good arm at this point, and Clara's uh, aim assist flickers into life on the side of the viewfinder. Uh, You target these two little whizzing drones, and I think on a five, you are able to uh, shoot one clean through the center. Uh, It drops down heavily onto the pedestal where Andaris was resting as his consciousness was uh, restored to him. Clara, you grab the the Urbot and pull him out of the way as this little tangerine bomb smashes down and cracks the top of the surface. The other one, starts to release from little uh, little canisters sticking out of the side of its body, a fine green mist starts spreading through the room. It smells very sour and accurate and a little citrusy. The door to the diagnostic wing was sealed when uh, Fox led you in here to treat Andaris. And over the intercom, you can hear Anira cackle and say, Nice shot, but not good enough. It's okay. Just relax and breathe in deep. it all over
0: soon. Did we not land with spacesuits on? Like, can I just put it back on?
3: Yeah. Yeah, you did. You you took them off and you entered the room. Are you all putting your your space gear back yes. on? Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, you all don your suits. Uh, what's your next move in this in this small diagnostic chamber?
2: I'm going to threaten Jeeves. I'm hoping that she values Jeeves' life. Enough that I can bluff There's, this. Whoa.
3: Okay, tell me about There's this.
1: Hostage. What does this look like?
2: So I think what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna say, Hey, hey, we, we just came here to help out your old friend, Adari's, and I think you should let us out if you want him to go collect the rest of your people. Okay, Claire
0: points a gun at you. <laughs>
1: Leo points a gun at you. (laughs) Claire, I'm defending the captain on this one. I think it's a good call.
0: I can't say what's right or wrong, but I know I'm not going to let you threaten my best friend. I'm going to explain to you that it was a bluff after. Okay, but what I do you say t- now? I can't say this out loud yeah. to you in the After, moment. Maybe I will apologize and not realize it's a bluff. But Claire
1: yeah. like, "What
0: the
2: fuck?" Leo's
1: like, "I'm not gonna let you shoot the captain." Well, do you know
2: what? You're making the performance better. You're helping me out. Can I call that an assist and <laughs> add that to my uh, <laughs> command roll? Jory sure
0: should be a lawyer. Uh, <laughs>
3: <laughs> I don't think she can. She can assist non-consensually. Um, so I think I just ask you for a command roll.
2: OK, well, I'll add stress because whatever. I got a six and two fours.
3: OK, wow. Uh, the the glow from the panel on the wall dims a second. And when it flares back up, Nira's voice is suddenly calm and uh has no trace of its earlier desperation or maniacal energy captain there's no need to resort to anything like that we're all friends here just having a civil discussion about what we'd like to do next in the best interest of all of the parties so i think it'd be best if you lower your weapons now you first The drone scurries back into the slot from like the corners of the room, hidden vents open and this heavy green mist starts to get sucked out into the walls.
2: And how do I know you're not going to try and pull that again? Scout's it. I don't know if that's good enough for me right now.
3: And what would be good enough for
2: you? Let us go. Yeah, let us go. Open that door. (laughs) Well,
3: before I open this door, I'd love to know where exactly you intend to
4: head once I've done that.
2: We have a map that I believe identifies where the rest of your people are, and we intend to collect the first group and bring them back here to you safely.
3: And how can I trust you, Captain?
1: We already brought you one, in good care. We
2: already brought you one. Leo's right. We have nothing to gain. We have everything to gain, really, I think, from helping you
3: out. A beam of white hot light starts slicing through the exterior of the diagnostic room door, carving down diagonally, uh, like bright molten sparks spray into the room, landing on your spacesuits as you back away from this uh, this intrusion. And after a few moments of carving, the door panel falls away, and you see another one of the same uh, bots that attacked you earlier with the kind of jeeves sized head, but on a long, lanky metal skeleton. And uh, this robot steps in and throws its arms out. It says, don't listen to her. I came as quick as I could. Come on, follow me. You're not safe in here. It's the voice of Fox, the uh, precursor you met at the top of your adventure. I'm happy to
2: follow Fox, I think, at this point.
1: Du- dubious, but not dubious enough. I, 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 I can... I can I'll follow, I'll follow the group in this case.
3: Okay. As uh, Fox leads you out of the diagnostic room and back into these long featureless white corridors of the precursor Haven, he says, "Nira and I have equal control over this facility and we both have access to all of these security bots. And uh, sometimes it's a bit of a power struggle. I'm sorry that I lost access to you for a moment there. Are you all okay?
2: I think so. Nobody inhaled any of that
0: stuff. Guess Jeeves is okay.
3: I can't be hurt by, uh, by organic compounds such as that, Clara. And emotionally, I'm a little bit, uh, unhappy with how that shook out, but I understand why you did what you did, Captain Silver. Thank you.
2: I'll- we'll talk about this once everyone is home free, okay?
1: Yeah, speaking of, uh, how are we getting out of here? Fox says, well,
3: I don't know if I would want to just take you back to your ship at this point. Neera absolutely will be able to control the exterior cannons. And if you try to take off and leave the surface of the planet before she's dealt with, I don't think your ship's going to make it past Atmo.
4: How do we uh, deal with the homicidal
0: robot?
3: You guys any good with tech?
0: am i any good with tech them they're okay
1: uh less than okay we have a hack gun though it shoots hack
0: no, don't. <laughs> i I, ch- I hold it at my side <laughs> to make sure you're not going for it <laughs> what do you propose
3: i i i really hate to say this i mean over the over the centuries over the millennia i always thought that nira could be reasoned with that eventually she would be happy to see a precursor, return home, but if this is the way she is now, and if we have Andari's back for good, I think we need to terminate her. To do that we'd have to send you down into Central Data, uh, and it's pretty off-limits. There's not a lot of wiggle room. It's uh, not really meant to be accessed by anyone, it's pretty much a server farm, but If you can get down there and find her chips, take them out, then we should be pretty much set. Of course, as we talked about, I'm happy to take you to the vault and reward you for your work here. I know that you're putting yourselves at great personal risk and I completely understand that. But we can't get anyone out of this if is going to be hunting us down in this facility. Let's go. There's just one stop we have to make.
4: Well, then let's not waste any time, shall we?
3: Fox Arm shoots out and hits a panel on uh, the wall of the corridor you're walking down, and a door just sort of sinks into appearance on a wall that was otherwise completely flush. You would swear there was no entry there before. He, he leads into this big shadowy room, it's a dimly lit space full of rows and rows of large stasis tubes, full of pale green liquid. And each one of these tubes, there's probably a couple of hundred overall, contains a human body, uh, apparently just sleeping peacefully. There are a huge variety of shapes and sizes and colors, people of all sorts sleeping in these tubes, but they're all wearing these same armbands at the bicep that are made of that precursor bronze and run through with green light. And Fox says, um, I can't help you very much if Nira can keep hacking me, and Andaris obviously can't do much in his current form. Uh, I thought we could use a bit of a makeover.
0: I could try my best if you're looking at me, unless you already know how to do it.
3: Uh, I- will definitely need your help. Um, can- can we pick out two appropriate forms here? Don't worry, they're all lab-grown. They're not- they're not, uh, real people.
4: Whoa. you sure about that?
3: I mean, I- I peer-reviewed the committee that oversaw the growth cycle, so, uh, I wasn't directly involved, but it's like I know somebody who knows somebody. They exist purely for when the precursors return, and they don't have to live in their Urbot forms anymore.
1: Okay, let's shove these all powerful beans into these bodies already.
3: They're just
0: people. They started out as people. Um, Clara says to Andaris, Do you want one of those?
3: Yeah, I mean, I actually think
1: it's a pretty good idea. I'll
3: be a lot more able to help you if I can, you know, walk, for instance, or jump, or shoot, or sing.
1: That probably won't help. I'm just kind of excited, though, having a body again. It's been a long time. Do you, uh, it's been so long. Do you, do you remember how to, like, operate a, a body? Is how it... Uh,
3: well, the original plan called for three months of re-education and physiotherapy, but considering we're being hunted down by a murderous robot, I think we're going to have to skip it.
4: But when Jeeves is, like, a robot, isn't he better at the, at the hacking? like, Clara, isn't that how you do most of your work? If we're disabling robots, don't we, like,
0: want robots to help? He is better, probably, at what we need him to do. But if he, a human, prefers his human body, then um, who am I to stop him?
3: I appreciate that, Claren. Fox has turned the power supply onto a terminal at one end of this room. And there is a uh, stand sort of thing, like a... uh... You know how like when old-timey scientists have those big like platforms with all the like gears and stuff, it's giving yeah. that. Yeah. Um, and uh, Fox says, okay, so I'm gonna set this up. Can you all just grab a couple of these pods and uh, use the use the terminal pads on them? Just bring them over. You got it. Um, I'm curious to know what kinds of what kinds of forms you pick for uh, Fox and Andaris.
1: I wonder if uh, November has an opinion, because, I mean, physical, you know, it's like a a doctor opinion of what is the best, Mm. you know, form to use. Well, I'm
4: actually going to use my gay opinion, (laughs) because, um...
1: Okay, love that too.
4: (laughs) Um, let's be real, uh, Fox is, like, the most (laughs) non-binary, like, (laughs) um thing i can think of um i don't i don't believe that like any type of body is superior to another Yeah, uh,
3: careful care- like <laughs> i think uh. one of the bodies which is perfect in its own way but not any more or less perfect than any of the other bodies and world
4: peace. <laughs> i'm just saying i think fox deserves like an androgynous body um okay Um, not that non-binary people owe us androgyny. Otherwise I'm like, if these are all supposedly good to go, it really doesn't matter. As long as they've got leggies and they can run.
3: So we pick two. We find an androgynous one for Fox and uh, Clara.
0: For Andaris, Clara would pick as similar as possible to what she saw on the ghost ship. I like to think there's something similar enough.
3: Yeah. Sure. I think the form you find for Andaris is uh, it's younger. It's it's a form with like maybe some short white hair that kind of like halos around the face a little bit. And these really striking blue eyes. And for Andaris, there's a tall kind of willowy frame with uh, long slender limbs and hair that's uh, floating back across the shoulders. You can press a button on each of these chambers, and it just uh, detaches and rolls down on like a treadmill towards the middle of the room where the terminal's set up. And uh, Fox starts to move towards the the platform stands and uh, says, "Clara, uh, this should be pretty easy to operate. I'm gonna put it in your capable hands. Um, See you on the other side.
0: See ya." And she does the you know the two finger salute.
3: Fox uh, carefully takes Andaris from your hands, places him on one stand, and climbs to the other as these two uh, tanks roll up. Are you going to operate this uh, this program as instructed? Yes. These, these tanks get plugged into the stands, and below Andaris and Fox wait patiently for Clara to deploy this program. Um, the, uh, the stands light up. A panel on each of these stasis chambers starts flooding with code, and uh, a valve opens in the rear, starting to drain all of the green fluid. Uh, the doors open with a puff of compressed gas, and these two figures push the doors out and step down. Um, there are some modesty robes hanging nearby, so they don't have, have their, their little bits out during the space chase.
2: I don't know if like a little bathroom is
3: <laughs> It's a, uh, yeah.
2: It's definitely funnier. It's like a hotel with like the. It's just
3: a little too short, and it says like "Welcome to the Marriott Haven."
2: <laughs> yeah, it's <laughs> <laughs> good. Exactly.
3: Good. Um, Fox looks down at uh, their their newly formed body, and they say, "Oh, I feel splendid, and I have a bit of a lift. I think. Have fun." <laughs> And Dari's uh, is tying the robe around himself and stretching all of the limbs, and he turns and walks over to you, Clara, and he says, How do I look?
0: Tall. This is the first time I think she's looking up at Jeeves instead of eye level.
3: You're a lot shorter in person,
1: I have to say.
0: Well, I've been in person to you this whole time, but all right.
1: You know what I mean. Leo outstretches a hand for a a shake. To who? Uh, Me.
2: I shake your hand. (laughs)
1: <laughs> and
3: Daris. And Daris turns and says Ah, yes, I I Leo, right? Y- yes.
0: No, but he's Andaris now, not Jeeves. <laughs> Is
3: there no like crossover? I remember I remember
1: some some of our interactions. <sighs> Interesting. Uh I well uh that's right. It's a pleasure to finally meet you.
3: Likewise, I, I could not have asked to end up in a better environment than aboard your ship.
2: I'm so sorry. And I understand this is a big moment. Can we, 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 we get a move on?
3: Yeah. Uh, Shayna, you start gathering up everyone's attention and tying everyone's ropes. They can all head out into the rest of Haven. Uh, November, there is a tap on your shoulder. Oksana is standing a few feet away from everyone else with her arms crossed, uncomfortable in the corner.
4: Well, what is it?
3: She pulls up the visor on her helmet, and you can see that her face is very pale, and uh, there's a trail of blood trickling out from one nostril.
4: Lord, all right, what happened to you?
3: I-I-I thought I got my-my helmet on fast enough back there, but I think I-I breathed it in. I-I don't feel well, doctor.
4: Okay, this is bad. Um, where are we? We're we in a hallway. You are,
3: you're in the fridge, uh, which is what the precursors refer to this room as.
4: Um, great. Uh, I want to leave this room and just like be in the hallway and like sit her down.
3: Okay. Uh, you you guide Oksana out of the room. She is she's a woman who you've never seen. You know flinch at just about anything at any point and you can see as a leader into the hallway that her shoulders are sagging and she's shivering a little bit Mm -hmm.
4: yeah um well have a seat let's figure out what i can do for you
3: okay uh don't is it safe for you to be near me uh
4: well presumably it's the the breathing and like the ingestion and the for the chemicals, so I mean, I'm not gonna touch you with my bare hands.
3: Right, right, okay.
4: Diagnose.
3: Uh, you should make a, I think, piano tuner roll. <laughs>
4: okay. No,
3: wait, the other one. <laughs> six. All right. Uh, on a six, you can learn about Oksana's condition. She has breathed in some of this, uh, this weird gas that Nira sprayed at everybody. It is causing her lungs to fail it is potentially treatable um hard to do you know in the current time and place uh even on the ship in the med bay you would have a better chance of stabilizing her um but that would have to be like next steps right now Uh, if she kind of hangs out here for any, you know, a few more hours, that could kind of tip the scales in favor of this getting seriously bad or killing her.
4: Mm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, sorry to crash the party, everyone, but um, the the homicidal robot um, has gravely wounded our dear Oksana, so I would like to go back to the ship and, uh, you know, make sure she doesn't die.
0: I have no objections to this.
1: Fox, you said that we only have to worry about going in the atmosphere, right? If we're grounded, can is that safe? There shouldn't be any security forces
3: on the surface of the planet necessarily. Uh, I guess being outside of this facility could be uh, maybe the safest place, but we just won't be able to, to reach you quickly if anything happens or, or vice versa.
4: Right. Well, I'm not going to let anybody die here. So uh, the rest of you try not to get hurt, you know, pew, pew and all that. And uh, I'll be doing my job.
3: Oksana, uh clutches at her arm and she says, November, if you just tell me where in the med bay, I can just uh, uh, administer myself. It's OK. <laughs> you should stay here.
2: <laughs> I-, I would like to keep an eye on my patients. You're absolutely not going back there alone if you need medical att- immediate medical attention. I think we should get you stable. What is what's the risk that there are cannons, if we fly out, we're gonna get shot at? Is that what you're telling us?
3: Yes, I, I think if you take off, she will not want to make sure any humans have seen Haven and live to tell about it.
4: Right, so you lot keep, keep her distracted with whatever the fuck you're doing. Um, so that we can get off this rock. Um, I'm gonna go make sure that our crewmate stays alive. I don't
2: have time, so I'll be going now. You don't have time. Leo, make sure Clara and you get out of here, okay? I'm gonna keep guard with Ox and November. You no, know, I'm a big girl and I can handle myself right? I know and I also know you work better when you can focus and aren't worried about killer robots coming after you so I can make that happen for you.
4: Alright I'll leave the threaten of the robots to you then.
1: So it's, it's, a, it's four of us yes? Uh, Andaris uh, Fox you and I?
0: Yeah.
1: Okay. Alright Squirt it's showtime baby. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: How I feel like we the two of us always end up on the scrap squad in this campaign.
3: Yeah.
0: It's like big burly mercenary r- cyborg and small street urchin. Yeah,
1: that's often that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, looks like it's time to babysit.
0: Shut up. <laughs>
3: I think I'd maybe ask for something like a like a group skulk for Shayna November and uh, Oksana to get back to the Hound's Tooth.
4: hmm um, I'm gonna use my doctor rating. What's our
2: gambit situation? I'm pretty sure we still have three. I might take one. Do it. Who uh,
3: who's leading this activity?
2: If I lead, we have a plus one scale. I got a four. I got a six.
3: Uh, so Shayna and November, you uh, hustle Oksana down this corridor back towards the entrance hall. Fox points out the direction and you start making way back towards the Houndstooth. Clara and Leo uh, in the fridge with the newly formed Andaris and Fox. Uh, take a moment to define the the end of your mission. Um, Fox says, I'm sorry that we've been delayed, but we're not far from Central Tech. So we'll head in there. We'll take care of Neera. Uh, are you guys ready?
0: I look at Leo, who looks confident. And sexy. Okay, well, I don't see you that way, but it's fine. <laughs> um, <laughs> Clara says, ready.
1: Yeah, let's do it. Although I want to say Leo is going to have... Um, I think he's going to shore up the back and he's got a he's got a little uh a little pistol at the ready for uh, for old Fox here. I'm going to go on the record and say uh, he's uh he's got he's just got some alarms. You know, right? he's been around the block, old Leo. All right.
0: Clara and Eli don't see these alarms. Uh,
1: you know, it, it's well, you could just even chalk it up to just plain old there's only two things here and this one we just helped get this thing and we're going you know there's a lot going on here it's just a uh, general oh. distrust that's valid thank you you're valid and sexy uh, <laughs> and sexy and pouty and zaddy
3: fox leads you out of the fridge he has put on a uh, a, a loose fitting black outfit with a cool cow neck that's very space very now and um you head deeper into the haven structure here uh the the lower floor that he takes you to now is uh, unlike the rest of this structure. It's much uh, much darker. There's not that even fluorescent white precursor lighting. Um, you can see that there's not things sort of tucked away nicely behind wall panels and kept out of view instead it looks like you're really heading into the the underside of this building there are snaking cables running across the edges of each hallway there are open exposed panels on various walls that show different like circuit maps of the structure and uh, as you walk fox says this is the direction we're heading in towards central tech i mean most of what i've been doing well uh nira has not been very helpful has just been maintaining this structure this building has been operational for uh coming on four thousand years so it's a bit of a mark of pride for me uh and you know if possible when you get in there try not to do too much damage besides anything you have to do to nira because uh it's not going to be uh, fun to clean up after that, especially if we're going to bring the rest of the precursors back home. Right. OK, uh, no sign of her. So I think we're good to go. Uh, Fox leads you up to an obsidian black door that is set into the middle of one of these tech rooms. Uh, there is no knob or any sign of entry, but he walks up and uh, from his faceplate flashes a series of uh uh, flickers of light at precise durations that form a barcode on the door, which then smoothly and silently raises up from the floor. And Dari says, "Clara, do you do you want me with you? I can keep watch. Or I know I'm not as much of a hacker now. Feels
1: weird sending you in alone."
0: Mm, what do what does Clara feel is safest for Jeeves? Probably to come with me.
1: Yeah, what's he watching for? Nera? I, I suppose.
0: I'd rather keep you in my sight if that's okay. Like the other said, this body is still pretty new. I don't even know if you'd be able to make it over here in time to warn us.
1: Just nagging him. Yeah,
3: I, I thought I looked okay. I was doing okay. You see me walking all those straight lines I, earlier. I thought that was good. I'm just
0: trying to make sure. I mean, I'm not used to having a best friend who has a body that can actually... Break and I can't just tinker it up after.
3: I appreciate you trying to keep me under warranty. <laughs> yeah. Okay, Grandpa, let's let's don't put take, you let put you to bed. Don't
0: take the stickers off.
3: <laughs> Do not throw away my operating <laughs> manual. You head inside this this pitch black server room. The only source of light are just dozens of flickering LEDs that line every wall uh, in in that stunning shade of precursor emerald green um the metal floor clanks loudly under each footstep as uh fox says okay uh the chipset for nira and i uh will be on terminal 12 do you guys see 12 anywhere
4: and we
3: find it yeah you you approach uh one of you probably has a flashlight out and uh as you draw closer Nira's voice uh, echoes through this room, but not out of any individual robot. Instead, out of uh, the walls themselves and out of a huge cluster and tangle of wires and sensors that's sitting on the ceiling of this room. It's almost like a a massive bird's nest, this piece of mangled machinery and tech that's hovering 10 feet above all of you. And a single faceplate flickers into life just a searing green eye that darts around each corner of the room, zeroes in on you, Clara, and narrows, focusing on your face. Nira's voice says, "I thought I told you you weren't
0: welcome Uh, we just got lost on the way out, and like I want to run towards where I think her chips are.
3: As you run towards the uh, the terminal for Fox and Nira uh, from within this nest. A, a, a barrel emerges and a line of green laser fire charts a trail behind you
0: <laughs>
3: I think she'll just go yeah she's she's got an element of surprise here and she's going to uh, slice this laser across the back of your suit um, you'll take a level 2 harm unless you want to resist
4: let me look at my sheet we get gambits when you get
0: 2 harm or so you, more. you could
3: just take the harm and get a gambit for it
0: You know what, maybe I should take the harm because I have no other harm, but I do have stress.
3: Call that laser burn? Leo, you turn as soon as you hear this voice and see a jet of green light shoot across Clara's back. She uh, cries out in pain and stumbles across the metal floor as she runs towards the specific terminal.
1: And what form is Mirai in exactly?
3: Big, big hanging robot thing from ceiling.
1: Yeah, I'm gonna say, uh, uh, like, Leo is, um, not entirely concerned about, like, any collateral damage here, uh, he's pretty, like, he just has, like, his people on this ship, and, uh, he doesn't, like, he's not altogether too concerned about, um, what goes down on this planet, um, he'd like it to be, you know, nice if possible, but certainly in seeing the situation, like, he's just gonna shoot, I was gonna say shoot questions first.
0: Shoot and ask questions hey, later.
1: Who are you? He's what gonna, are you doing? Yeah, he's gonna shoot first, ask questions later. And so if he's hitting something that he shouldn't be hitting, uh, in order to do that, that's fine. God
0: damn
1: it, Leo! Show sure, you wanna roll some scrap. I wanna roll some shooty scrap. Well,
0: don't shoot the people that are now actually people. Look, I'm gonna get a six.
1: Okay,
3: look, ready? A four. Okay. You pull out your blaster and you aim towards where this, uh, this laser barrel uh, has emerged from this cluster of tech on the ceiling. Um, you manage to land a couple of shots, but as you do, this laser uh, swipes towards you and uh, grants you another level two harm, laser burn for yourself. Um, as it does, it cuts like a, a line of damage across some of these servers and a shower of sparks spurts out onto uh, Andaris who yelps and dives to the floor looking for cover. Um, Clara, you are a few steps away from the terminal here and Fox is urging you to hurry as he tries to uh, get Mira's attention away from their chipset.
0: I hurry. I want to pull the chips out.
3: Sure. I think this is pretty complicated Urtech, so I do think this will be a uh, a hack roll. Sick.
0: I don't know if you know this, but I have a lot of that. You do? Um, yeah. And apparently I we get a gambit from me taking harm. Also, did we get another one from Leo also taking harm? But yeah, that's how that works. Sick. Okay, well I'm gonna use one of those two gambits we just generated. One's a six.
3: Okay. <laughs> Clara, you start disassembling the matrix of chips that powers Nira and her her consciousness aboard the uh, the Haven superstructure. As you start to work, her green light just starts pulsing erratically as she looks around for the source of the damage. And she says,
0: Who's, who's doing that? Who's
3: touching me? Stop touching me.
0: I think she just looks up and sticks her tongue out at the robot, like, mm, get fucked. <laughs> get
3: your filthy human hands out of my circuits.
2: You have no idea what you're doing <laughs> to me. It's really
0: uncomfortable, and I want you to... Stop now. Wow. Am I successfully going to unplug Neera?
3: You rolled a six, yeah, so.
0: All right, so as she's pulling out the last of her chips, Clara coldly, because that's my trauma, looks Neera in her big pulsing green eye and says, die, and pulls her out.
3: That the last chip is removed, And the green light hanging from the ceiling fades to blackness before a new automated voice uh, sounds through the hallways of central tech. And it says
4: consciousness compromised, self-destruct in 10 minutes, Ah! consciousness compromised, self-destruct in 10 minutes.
3: Let's go. Let's run.
1: Don't tell me twice.
3: Okay, uh, let's jump over to the Houndstooth. Um, Shayna, you throw the doors of the ship open as November leads Oxana up the stairs of the gangplank. Um, Ox is not doing so good in the whatever 20 minutes, half an hour it's taken you to emerge from the facility. Her breathing has shallowed. She is not walking steadily. And, Shayna, as you immediately try to clear a path to the med bay for November, you also hear that the comms on the bridge of the ship are going crazy.
2: Can I make out what they're saying? Hey, hey, Houndstooth,
1: come in, come in. What are you doing?
2: This is Captain Shayna Silver of the Houndstooth. Who am I speaking to? It's Mosh. I've been trying to call Leo. Is his phone dead? Where's his Holly? They're, they're below the surface. They might not be getting service there. What's going on? Do I know about Mosh? I feel like you didn't tell me.
3: No, I don't think I did. <laughs> was it a, was it like a secret?
2: Yeah, he didn't tell me that this was hap- that we had this backup. So
1: because I think it was a little bit.
2: It was behind my back.
1: I'm trying to remember now. I feel like it was like a little bit behind your back, somewhat intentionally. Yeah,
2: I don't think you're like you. You don't. You're not respecting my authority yeah. lately, and we should. We'll go through that in the performance review, the exit interview.
1: Yeah, well, I did come to your face and basically say that. So I mean, yeah. <laughs> He's consistent.
2: That's true. Um, Leo didn't tell me that you were here. Uh, what's what's going on? So I don't know what he, what he
3: told anyone, but what he told me was to watch out for, for guests and you've got a hegemony cruiser incoming.
2: Ah, uh, shit. Okay. Cool. <laughs> Thank you. Um, we are sur- still waiting for the rest of our crew to finish up down below the surface. Can you distract them? As long as you can manage. You
1: better get Leo out of there,
2: okay? I'll do my best. Yeah,
1: Mosh is my bro. He'll fucking he'll he'll hunt you to the ends of the earth if you let me die here, Shayna. You know.
3: I I I sort of stocked up this campaign with like older men who are in love with Leo, <laughs> and I feel like that was the right call, and it's turning out super good.
1: Yeah! 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 <laughs>
3: Mosh signs off from, from Aster wordlessly, and uh, Shayna, you see through the viewport uh, a blur in the distance as he pulls in to try to make contact with the hegemony cruiser. Behind you, uh, November is working to bring Oxana over to the medbay door, throw it open, and get her on uh, an examination table. What's going on medwise, Doc? How much polysporin Um, you got?
4: Unlimited polysporin. (laughs) Polysporin's probably not going to fix failing (laughs) lungs. Um,
3: First thing you learn (laughs) in med school.
4: (laughs) I would love to fix that as much as I can. Doing the appropriate doctor procedure.
3: Okay. Uh, I think that's a doctor flavored rule then.
4: I would also like to spend a gambit. Oh, double sixes, baby! Nice. Oh shit! Ox
2: is stronger mm-hmm. than nice. ever.
3: <laughs> you you give her a third lung; she's unstoppable.
0: Uh,
2: ox like can hold horse. her breath for five minutes.
3: <laughs> new new ox buff just dropped. Tell me tell me what this uh, this treatment looks like, November.
4: I mean, I feel like her body's like going into shock, which is partially why she's like cold and like stuff like her organs are shutting down. Um, So regulate those chemicals. Um, And then, yeah, give her some of that sweet, sweet O2 um, and other drugs that do the magic fixing.
3: Oh <laughs> three is
4: medicine. Yeah. I think O3 is toxic.
3: O3 is I think ozone, right? Yes. Wait, is it, then you shouldn't sniff it? Good. You shouldn't give you it have that an sniff. ozone. Yeah. Um O4 then. One of them's got to be right. <laughs> <gasps> uh yeah, I think I think yeah, it's it's a little bit of sedating ox so she uh, stops freaking out and then trying to just um clear the airways as much as possible i think on a double six she is definitely stable um it's maybe not definitive that you know this is completely cured and gone but uh she is able to rest comfortably Uh, certainly she won't be able to do much uh, carrying lifting or throwing for the immediate future but you are able to with a few short minutes work just get her resting and get her breathing back on track she looks up at you with strange squinting eyes and she can't really say anything, but she furrows her brow and she nods twice up at you.
4: Oh, I give her a nod back.
3: A a stray shot of gunfire from out in Atmo plunges into the ground a few, maybe a hundred meters away from the hound's tooth. and uh, you throw your arms around Ox and shelter her as a shelf full of uh um, Pill bottles and things and trays just like clatters out as the ship shakes a moment.
4: That feels irresponsible as like a setup in my med bay. I feel like everything <laughs> is magnetic.
3: So what does what does <laughs> fall over?
4: Does something have to fall over? Mm. I mean, presumably, I guess like tri- like like carts and stuff would fall over, but surely there's nothing like up above that's gonna like fall onto a patient. When we know damn well that we fly through space and shit goes flying.
3: Yeah, I think the um the observation table, which can like pivot and rotate if you need to examine patients at specific angles, just like jerks suddenly as the ship rocks and you try to grab it and keep it stable to prevent ox from moving. Is that OSHA compliant?
0: Space <laughs> <and show>. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
3: Um, the point is, the, the girls are fighting up in space, is what I'm going to get at. Yeah,
4: yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, would, I would like to get on the comps and be like, uh, Captain, what, what, what is happening?
2: We have some hegemony on our tail. I'm hoping Leo and Clara can get back here quick and we can... Head
0: on to the next, next planet.
4: Uh Uh-huh. Not to say I told you so, but I told you so. Well,
2: we can, we can figure that out later. Let's focus on the problem at
4: hand. Uh, do I need to be worried about the safety of my patient here in this ship, as we are an unmoving target? We can move. We can
2: be a moving target. It's a
4: ship. I thought thought the homicidal robot was going to turn us into target practice if we moved.
2: Well, if it's either the hegemony up there or the robot down here, I stay low and am just avoiding some stray missile fire, I think we can
0: avoid both.
3: Shayna, will you make a helm roll for me as you try to strafe and avoid the the friendly fire from this space battle as Mosh tries to keep this cruiser occupied?
2: Absolutely. Five.
3: Five. Okay. Uh, I think that you are able to uh, steer clear. It's not like it's constant gunfire raining down on the ship, but uh, it does sprinkle now and again. And you're definitely not used to the the weird and rocky terrain of Haven. So you try to pull up and uh, enter like a pretty basic looping pattern just to make sure that nothing can get a good lock on you. Um, on a five, I think that you, in order to avoid a couple of shots that land pretty close, you end up a little bit further away from the door to this giant pyramid facility. Um, so it'd be like a good minute to get back and land in front if you need to get there in a hurry to pick up Clara and Leo. Speaking of Clara and Leo, as you all tumble and spill out of the door of Central Tech, having, uh erased Nira's consciousness from the entire building uh, Fox throws his hands out and he says everyone wait stop
0: you got 10 seconds
3: we we can't just leave sure we can if we do and the the facility self destructs then all of the data from this project everything that is in place to allow the precursors to return to their home will be completely destroyed
0: well if we all die here, no one's gonna retrieve the precursors back anyway.
3: Maybe you can you can disarm whatever subroutine Nero set up. You're supposed to be the world's greatest hacker, right? I only
0: implied
2: that, but there's only like four people in this world.
3: <laughs> yeah, and one of them's the world's greatest hacker, and one of them's Leo, um, <laughs> the world's greatest scrapper. Uh, and Ari says. There's absolutely no time for that. We would have no idea how long it would take for Clara to do that. Their lives are in danger. They need to get off of this place immediately.
0: All right. I trust Jeeves' judgment above all. Let's go. Sorry, Fox.
3: As you as you push past him, Fox uh, grabs you by the shoulder, Clara, and he yanks you back hard. And he says, You don't understand what's at risk here. You have no idea the amount of work and development the Precursors have put into this place. This is the cradle of our civilization. You have to help me.
0: We are helping you. We're going to help you by bringing everyone back. And if they have to rebuild, they rebuild because they're human.
3: There'll be nothing to come back to. There'll be no way to restore their memories, to give them new forms.
1: Is it, is it as simple as like, it's basically just going and switching it off? Is it an involved process? Fox doesn't know.
0: Fox doesn't know. You don't know how to shut it off. You don't even know where to go.
1: We
3: don't have a self-destruct protocol. Nira set this up herself. Uh, Leo's
1: gone. Leo's going back. Leo's seen uh, a planet implode Whoa. and like a mass, you know, genocide. I suppose. So if and that was like obviously something that is unbelievably weighed heavy on him for a number of years. But
0: okay, so Fox physically is holding Clara. So you're just like, bye.
1: Well, at hearing what is at stake and the amount of time that's there, I think it's very much yeah a tunnel visioning of like I mean that's a that's a a chance at some some level of and whether it's a twist or not, it's like some way to potentially redeem, which is like a once in a lifetime opportunity if that. So he just breaks into a sprint going back, not knowing how to turn it off, hoping that he'll just figure it out.
0: Huh. Ugh. yeah, Clara thinks that's. Pretty selfish. Um, not just to leave me to die.
1: I'm not leaving you to die, am I? You could still go. He
0: was physically holding me. I just said
1: because he wanted us to go and defuse it. I'm going to go do that.
0: Oh, you're defusing it.
1: I'm not leaving is that what you thought?
0: Yeah, I thought you were like, Fuck you, you're dying. It,
1: it very much sounded like
3: you were just running out of the building. No, I'm running to go turn it off. Wait,
0: Jesse, you also thought what I thought, right? <laughs> no, no,
3: no, I was running towards the fiery building, guys. Don't you
1: misunderstood <laughs> what it clearly I, is. Said I, that, I said that I said that as the trauma of a planet yeah, exploding. Yeah, I got it,
0: but I thought you were like, I don't want to, trauma I do not see. I leave. <laughs> uh,
1: no, he's yeah, he's running into the <laughs> okay, burning building, okay. he's going well, back into the complex because because he doesn't have time for the bickering and he doesn't know how to turn it off and he's going.
0: Okay, Claire will go with you.
1: I mean, you're definitely catching up, but yes.
0: Yes, Claire catches up.
1: <laughs> okay, well, I mean, we gotta roll but, against each other here. I'm pretty fast, probably, so.
0: I, oh my fuck, shut
1: up. You know what, I can, I can that adrenaline thing help me? Uh and how long does it last? It would probably last for uh
3: 4 hours and it would remove the the harm penalty from your arm you get you said I'm arm. fucking
1: I'm boom I'm on the I'm on the go I'm mad maxing no, spraying hacker. my you face should,
0: You should pick me up and take me if you're going to fucking It's not matter sprint. it's not
1: that cerebral it's <laughs> entirely <laughs> instinctual and and emotionally charged it's like this is this opportunity it's very fleeting and it's also like cataclysmic and it's like this needs to happen
0: okay that's fair um i think clara will kind of shove Andaris towards the direction of the exit and be like gotta go with him i did say that uh this is the most i could hope my single life would amount to and i run after you
1: you I mean one like one life <laughs> i'm gonna die alone my bachelor life <laughs> Why? How does it? This Sarah. always end up with
3: you two in the, in a scenario. Where Teacher, this it's not
0: me. It's him. He's I'm, the distraction. You're chasing
1: okay. me. You're bringing yourself into it. No, I, I
0: mean the dis- the you derailing this conversation. You're the one
1: I thought I was running away.
0: I'm am so switching
3: good. your seats next semester. Um,
0: I wish you would.
3: I wish you wouldn't. I think it's fun.
0: Please take, please take me away. Um, all right, I I follow after Leo.
3: The look on Andari's face is truly, like, haunted and awash in despair as you tell him to leave and turn around and head back into Central Tech Clara. uh, He stares at you, wavering for a second, his hands visibly trembling, and then he turns and just begins striding out of the structure, making his choice. Um, Fox, though he's a robot, breathes a heavy sigh of relief and says, Oh no, he's a person now canonical duh uh fox who is in a beautiful androgynous body um he was a beautiful androgynous sigh of relief and says
0: um
3: <laughs> you know how androgynous people sigh i'll tell you uh,
4: <laughs> famously
3: um, and says uh thank you clara you've you've made the right choice uh
1: do you have any idea where we should start?
0: Did, were you running with? Per- I guess I'm gonna follow Leo.
1: <laughs> yeah, I'm gone. Like I, I'm assuming it's like we're like at least halfway or something. Or like, what's the what's the scenario? Like, I assume I have to go back into the complex. Yeah, you're heading back towards Central Tech. I yeah. guess.
0: Yeah.
1: I'm like Ogs at like 110. Like everything is cranked. I'm ready to fucking die if that's take t- is what it takes to 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 stop that. Okay, um, Clara and Leo and
3: Fox head back into Central Tech where the, uh, the slumped-over, weird, like nested mechanical corpse of Nira is still suspended from the ceiling and where the laser fire from the earlier battle still kind of smolders around the edge of some cables in the corners of the room. Um, Fox says... Well, this is obviously programmed into the building systems, so we need to interface with those. Uh, if I were not in this meat body, I could probably do that a lot faster, maybe missed an opportunity there.
1: Uh, I I feel like if I arrive ahead, I'm already, like, anything that looks like, uh, to Leo, uh, off. ripping cords pressing things.
4: Ripping cords?
1: I'm trying to turn the thing off and it's, you know, I I don't have a gun that shoots hack. So my hands are hacking their way through cords and shit. Like I am okay if I cause more harm than good in the initial thing.
3: Well, I definitely think you would. Um, (laughs) Clara, you run in and see Leo uh, with a surge of adrenaline yank a, a panel off the wall and a cord snaps and uh suddenly all of the power to this room gets cut off all of the leds turn black and
1: it's almost pitch black inside this room
0: leo i need you to find a flashlight and look for anything that looks like a computer terminal it'll be something with a keyboard
1: uh what kind of would look pretty epic here is at the scene is i'm gonna say i have like a flare and i shoot a flare and it's like a it's like that like a it's like a you shoot a flare dim dim red yeah or maybe uh more like a, rather than shoot a flare it's a snap it maybe a couple glow sticks something like to that effect something that is like uh, maybe the glow stick side it's like we have multiple like if we get lost on a mission that we can like do our breadcrumb trail but since we didn't have to do that here or really ever it's just like five of them and i just toss them around the room with a, a crack uh, and the the
3: hiss of some liquid bubbling up as this fluorescent liquid meets the uh, the chamber where it gets exposed to the light uh, suddenly Leo's face cast in eerie blue shadow uh, appears with with sparkling energetic eyes leering down at Clara as he rips a few and chucks them around the room um, Fox is scrambling on his hands and knees and looks up when he sees the light come in and says that's a bit better” uh, Consciousness compromised. Eight minutes remaining.
0: Go find a terminal. It'll be like a computer. Anything that has a keyboard will work.
1: I go to try and find a terminal. I go to try and find a keyboard.
3: Yeah, I think it takes a good minute of searching in the dark, um, but you eventually locate a terminal at the rear of this room.
1: Uh, Call Clara. Beckon her over.
0: Clara says, my theory is that somewhere in this room there should be more chips, other consciousness, we can hopefully plug it in blank and trick the system into thinking there is a consciousness managing the thing.
1: Uh, so, sorry, you just think that they're like, there should be somewhere in the room? Or Cla- just like a random personality type of thing?
0: Clara's just making shit up, okay? I mean, or no, Eli's making shit up. Clara is properly theorizing, but I'm trying to sound legitimate.
1: You do. I Clara's just-
0: theory is if I wipe a chip but put it back in, it'll, like, the. F- the fact that it's physically registering a drive will stop it from blowing up. Okay. Even though there's nothing controlling the systems.
1: Okay, so I no just need to find a, a chip?
0: Yes.
3: <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, Fo- I like this. This is very cool. Fox stands up and he brushes some dust off his slacks and he says, that's actually not a terrible idea except that Nira and I were the only consciousnesses permitted to be uploaded here to operate the facility. But, you still have Andari's old
1: body, right?
0: Yeah. Did we physically take that with us?
1: No. I'll have to go get it, but just what is it?
0: I guess it's in the fridge.
3: Well, if it still has a a backup of the Andari's data cluster, then we can upload it and we can... Clara's right. Trick the facility into thinking that Fox and Andaris are two consciousnesses ready to operate. So the self-destruct won't need to be triggered.
1: Leo turns to Clara. Do you think that'll work?
0: Yeah, I think so. Go run and get his body. You know what it looks like after all these months. And uh, I'm going to work on writing a clearing
3: code. I'm gone. Okay. I want a scramble roll from Leo and a hack roll from Clara.
0: How many do we have left after Leo uses one? One.
1: That's a good thing. I need. I got a four.
0: I can get hurt later. We're <laughs> Y'all gonna kill me if I lose, use the last gambit? What? No, they're for using. Okay, I use it. Ah! One's a four.
1: Yeah, you got one, one, three, four. So, <gasps> so two fours total. No. Uh, well, yeah, between us, yeah. Oh, yeah. Success
3: with some consequences. Leo is sprinting down towards central tech. Clara and Fox have rigged up this terminal to work. Leo rushes in and Clara just wordlessly points to the place where he needs to set down Jeeves. Um, Fox plugs in two jacks into either side of Jeeves' faceplate and Clara starts uh, pulling this Andari's consciousness code up onto the Haven terminal and uh, the, the automated voice is just ticking down. Consciousness compromised, two minutes remaining. Consciousness compromised, one minute remaining. As Clara furiously tries to deploy this code. And uh, when she does, the the act of ripping the consciousness out of Andaris, not with any of the, the grace and deliberation of the Procyon of the precursor technology, but with Clara's like, I think I can probably move a consciousness from one from one USB drive to another. What could go wrong? Um, and Jeeves starts to shudder and shake, and some mechanism placed by the precursors when he was first created deep within him just blossoms out this this globe of green light. And Leo, you can feel as it washes through your arm. Just the whole limb turned to lead. There's absolutely no pain, no numbness, just nothing. A complete absence of the feeling of the arm there. And uh, Jeeves' faceplate goes dark, perhaps for the last time. Uh, all of these lights flash green once in concert with that, with that pulse and then go dark. And so too does the voice calling for the self-destruct. It seems like Haven has been uh, shut down.
0: Everybody else okay?
1: Uh, I I feel like I don't audibly respond. I'm gonna say it's like, for the sake of it not being like, I can't move at all, and oh, you have to like, pick me up. It's gonna be like, I have like, my left leg, let's just say is maybe during the surgery, like most of the OGS were stripped away or something like that. So it is mostly like musculature. And so it's like a hopping on foot or like a like, you know, like a dragging of oneself. But like you call out there and it's like still this is like a, you know, imagine your body turning off in an instant. It's like really hard to process in any capacity and just like not understanding.
0: Yeah. And you are electing not to be like my OGS are. I mean, I can see that something's happening, but you're electing not to be like, I can't feel anything. Right.
1: Yeah, I think it's readily apparent.
4: Yeah. Okay. Hold on. You want to give us some, like, groans or something?
1: Oh, we need the onos? Okay, so this is man being burned alive.
0: Man, uh, that's no. not what we need right now. We need man can't feel arm or leg.
1: Oh. Uh, 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 uh. There you go. Yeah, so that took me You can also
0: use that for... A spirited away, no
3: face. Ah, ah, pigs, girl.
0: Okay. Um, from the cockpit of the Houndstooth, you can see three figures, um, and one in the middle, clearly being supported by the other two, limping to the extreme. Slightly hilarious because we're both probably much shorter than uh, Leo, but that's what you see.
1: Okay here's my ask and you we can say this is dumb we have mosh ship up there and obviously now i'm going a little bit meta so let's just talking because it's finale it's like i think that we got a really good moment there and because we're pretty hard incapacitated and claire has like fulfilled the big hacker thing i think that we're gonna go you know November Shayna to get us out for the large part here but I would think an interesting staging of it is like we're trying to get there under like because it's the finale like an orbital bombardment level of thing
3: raising the stakes you're asking for
1: whatever's been happening up to 11 relentlessly
3: sure um make a scramble roll to the ship a group scramble roll and you'll all be reduced by one die because you're trying to carry and support leo
4: Did this EMP blast generate another two harm and therefore another gambit?
3: Would I call that harm? Well, it's certainly not healing.
0: Unless.
3: (laughs) It would be a level two harm, and because you have those both filled up, we'd push it to level three. Okay, I buy that. And so you would get a gambit.
0: Got it. Uh, I got a three. Yeah.
3: And would you get Clara? A four. A four? Um, So Clara is leading, so you're going to take a stress. Additional stress from Leo's failure. And uh I think also on that mixed success, um the hound's tooth is going to suffer a point of hull damage. Uh as as Jordan so uh kindly noted, you are under an orbital fire level of hegemony fucking hailstorm of
1: bullets yeah. and yeah. shit. Yeah. <laughs> 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 this is man in orbital bombardment yeah, yeah. oh god it's coming from orbit <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. uh uh
3: somewhere like a finnish power metal band starts <laughs> playing as clara and fox just drag Leo up onto the the lounge. November is, this is all happening within, like, minutes. So November is still, like, getting Oksana comfortable. Shayna has just hung up with Mosh, who she sees, like, dog fighting and just trying to wheel around and use the tiny size of his shuttle as a distraction against this hegemony cruiser. Uh, Shayna, what do you say when you see the rest of your crew join? And also Fox is there, looking particularly androgynous.
2: Oh, um, I ask... Quincy to take over the helm while I go hug him.
3: Absolutely, Captain. Any particular orders or just stay alive?
2: Uh, stay alive. Uh, shoot the baddies.
3: Uh, 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 staying alive.
2: (laughs) Not now, Quincy.
3: (laughs) Quincy's such a jokester.
2: (laughs) Quincy's such a lark. (laughs) Uh.
3: Uh yeah, Sheena, you sprint over to Leo and uh, Clara and Fox. I can't believe I let you guys get a third robot. I guess it's not really a robot anymore, but like that's insane. Hey,
2: two of them are human now. Yeah, we've actually lost our robot. We're down to robot. one robot.
3: Yeah, net one robot lost. You turned all the robots in. Wow, there's there's something's <laughs> happening here. But Quincy, who is still a cube and will stay a cube um, starts (laughs) bringing the Houndstooth up further away from the surface of the planet. And, uh, he tries to loop around and try to get, uh, the hegemony cruiser in his view. And, uh, as well as Masha's shuttle, which is just kind of zipping around. You can see through the, the viewport that Masha's shuttle has sustained some damage. There's a plume of smoke trailing out from one of the thruster couplers and, uh, over Aster, uh, Shayna, you get to hear the voice of Lieutenant Thrace. Commander Thrace, I think. Commander Thrace says, Surrender immediately.
2: Silver. I want to say no you, but I won't. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes.
3: Jory, please.
2: No. I'm begging you. Is
3: this why you were at Farmer's party? You were stealing the directions.
2: Honestly, unrelated. But it worked out. How have you been? Could you stop shooting us, please?
3: You are a traitor to the entire Hegemony.
2: Surrender, or you'll be killed. Uh, what's his ship looking like? What's what? what am I up against?
3: Hegemony uh, cruiser. I'd say it's um, a hundred and fifty percent the size of the Hound's Tooth, and kept in a lot better condition through government money. Um. You do have Mosh, who is over comms also, being like, uh, really, really run out of gas here. Uh, I, saw, I think I saw Leo
1: from Orbit. And Don't forget, we have a lot of Moxie. Yeah, so
3: are.
2: they true. have money, but we have Moxie. And what's worth more? And yeah. Gusto. We have Gusto, we yeah. have Gumption, we have Chutzpah. Yeah.
3: No, you guys didn't level up enough for Gusto, I think.
2: Do we at least have Chutzpah? Oh. Well, we got the other stuff. We got, got the other, other stuff, stuff, yeah. I'll tell him, straight up. There's not much left there. Most of the intelligence is, uh, elsewhere.
3: Where is elsewhere? Well,
2: that's too easy. Between you
3: and me. Even if you did surrender, you would never make it to trial. Traitors have no place in the hegemony or in Procyon Sector.
2: Okay, so I guess I won't surrender. That's a great, great tip.
3: <laughs> the hegemony cruiser starts starts uh, opening fire on you.
2: Yeah. I think I want to um, tell, honestly, thank Mosh for his help. I don't know if I, like, what can he do? Like, get behind them, maybe, and provide us some cover. But I don't want him to be in the line of fire. Um, okay. I want to uh, try and do some cool stunts. And avoid the blast, and maybe hit him back.
3: I would say some of the, some of the things you have are like you have a co-pilot, which mm-hmm. you haven't had recently, which is like Quincy can has a four helm rating, um, which gives you a totally separate avenue to man the guns yourself if you want.
2: Mm-hmm. Um, and You have plus one to fire guns.
3: Cool. And you also have Mosh, who is able to like probably. Well, I don't let NPCs assist. Um, but definitely would help make it make it doable. Like, could this be a a group helm roll to like pull off some kind of maneuver?
4: Sure. This would be a great time to use your uh, once per
2: session plus one
4: in prowess.
3: Yeah.
2: yeah. So then I get a plus one for eye and a plus one for that, giving me five dice.
3: Okay. I am going to give Quincy a helm roll just to see if he manages to avoid any ship damage while you're doing this. Weapon stuff.
2: We're doing real bad with the first three.
3: Oh God, what do we have?
2: I got two twos and a one. But we got two more rolls left. Oh, real bad. Big money no whammies. Yeah. Yes, that one is a five. And I get one more. A four.
3: Okay. Quincy for Helming rolled a five as well. So we got two fives coming in. Um. I think this is our final This is our final kind of situation. This is Shayna Silver doing what she does best, living large, flying her ship in the face of the uh, oppression, corruption, and conspiracy of the galactic hegemony. Um, Shayna, you have friends that you've made on your adventures, friends that Leo has made on his adventures, several friends that Clara stole and kidnapped on her adventures. <laughs> <laughs> All supporting you in this moment as you man the turret uh, I don't know if you have hope of taking the ship out but I think on a five you can definitely make an escape or explode yourself into it or whatever it is you want to do tell me what this final this final move by ace reckless pilot Shayna Silver looks like
2: yeah um, well I think what it is is um can I at least knock out an engine and maybe
3: like stall him there for a time. Yeah. sure
2: so that's what I think I can do with my five is like knock out their engines, they're stuck, like having to repair that damage, which gives us and Mosh enough time to jet. Very, I think it's very fast. It's like a um, spray of gunfire. Uh, Quincy is able to see the, uh, the opening and I call to Mosh to tell him to retreat. And we blow past Uh, the hegemony ship and make it out of range of the radar as quickly as we possibly can.
3: The Houndstooth slips into the back hyperspace lanes of Procyon Sector, but this time they're not carrying a stash of loot. In fact, they skipped the vault and got no loot. They are not carrying Luna Squad merch or random goods they stole. They're carrying the seeds of a civilization of the Precursors who have been long dormant in their home on Haven. And with Andaris and Fox aboard the ship, the Houndstooth is the best shot that the Precursors have of revitalizing their community, of reimagining their lifestyle and restoring all of the Urbots that are scattered across the width and breadth of Procyon Sector. Though the future of the crew is unknown, though they've suffered some significant losses and challenges along the way, they have potential and they have hope, maybe for the first time in a long time since they started their journey and Procyon Sector awaits. Thanks for listening to Houndstooth, our scum and villainy campaign. We've got an epilogue slash debrief episode dropping soon to wrap up our time with these characters in this world. And then Many Realms will turn its gaze to new and mysterious endeavors. As always, we hope you'll join us. Stay tuned for more on that soon. As well, we wanted to give a heads up that for the time being, we'll be shifting to a monthly episode drop instead of every other week, This is just to help us balance our workload and make sure we're making these episodes for you in a healthy, sustainable fashion. You'll still get all the wonderful, wacky realms you love, but we'll also be able to keep a more reliable release schedule. Check our socials at the Realmscast for more info on this. I've been your GM, Jesse, and it's good to be here. See you soon.